Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, where you're invited to take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever is important to you. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to weigh in. Again, that's 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Bonnie. And Matt, a few days ago, the the mask mandate, the federally imposed mask mandate on federal transportation, including things like trains and obviously airplanes and stuff like that, was rescinded by a judge in Florida. and To the cheers of many people on airlines that very evening as nice. uh, pilots got on the, over, uh, the overhead speakers and announced that you could take your masks off and people were very, very excited about this. I think that's probably the part of this that I find most surprising is that I would have expected, you know, some... The pilots to be cautious and to just land and then some Delta CEO or American Airlines CEO a few days later say, okay, well, I guess we no longer really have to enforce this. So we're just going to stop enforcing it. But no, at that exact moment, like pilots were monitoring. How did the pilots find out about this? Right. They have Internet. Okay. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Word gets around. But there's that means pilots are monitoring the news and as soon as this went defect they're like oh my god and they're announcing it over their intercoms and people rejoiced and took off their masks so they're using their phones in the air probably scary (laughs) oh really they have autopilot and all that stuff they do have autopilot and there's usually wi-fi and stuff like that so predictably this made a lot of people upset as many people as this made happy it also made upset now, if I can get past all of these, do you want to subscribe to this nonsense pop-ups? I've got a story here from Fox News. It's just the liberals and media elite. I don't know how to inform Fox News of this, but they are, in fact, part of the media elite. Show off their masks in response to the end of travel mandate saying, kiss my ass. I don't care what some grossly unqualified Donald Trump judge said. So even the judges that they that they have revered all of this time for enforcing the rule of law, if they're a Trump judge, they don't care anymore. So that is true. He assigned her or whatever. I have. I don't. Do, does the president assign federal judges at the yeah. state level? Oh, at the state level. I thought governors did that. No, 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 no. Governors don't assign federal judges. Okay. Oh, that's all federal. So, do you think Donald Trump assigned this lady? Have you heard that, Ian? Oh, uh, yes. Oh, okay. She did. Or, she was assigned by Trump. Still, right. she's still a complete status, so they should love Obviously, her. Obviously, yeah. Defiant members of the media and other liberals have responded to the recent lifting of the travel mask mandate by taking selfies of themselves wearing masks on their recent travels and assisting the social media users that they feel safer from COVID-19 this way. They feel safer. And again, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Is that's what allowing, it's always been about. Yes. Allowing these people to feel safe they, they don't care if it's true or not nope. they don't care if it's helpful or not as long as they feel safer they're happy and they want everyone else to know that that's what they're motivated by i've never understood people taking selfies of themselves wearing masks you mm-hmm. know just alone in their house taking selfies of themselves wearing masks it has to be that some people finally feel less ugly because they can cover up half of their face there's some of that 
that there absolutely has to be. It, it did make it a lot. I noticed at my other job, it made it a lot harder to immediately identify the meth heads from the mm. non-meth heads. I thought you were going to say hot girls or ugly girls. <laughs> no, you meth can, heads, but yeah. You can still tell to a degree if they're, if they're hot or not, mm. right? You can't see the full face. So you do have a more difficult time making that assessment, but you're <laughs> You're not going to be as surprised as you could be if you ask a girl out and then you find out, oh, she's got two and a half teeth or whatever. <laughs> After U.S. District Court Judge Catherine Kimball Mizell voided the Biden administration's travel mask mandate on Monday. It's not the Biden administration's travel mask mandate, though, is it? It's it the was. Trump administration's. Um, no, I, uh, hmm, that's a good, that's a yeah, good no, it was Biden's. He, um, made it to where they had to, if they had over a hundred employees, they had to do it. I, I'm pretty sure that's what, what actually made it a mandate. I don't know. recall who was. Yeah, I don't know when this came into effect. That it's I'm pretty sure question. they were doing it already before Biden mandated yeah. it, but then he mandated it. I don't recall the timeline, but there was some fear online from liberal media figures who didn't feel safe enough going barefaced in public or on airplanes or on the trains or any of that stuff. My favorite was the political cartoon of an airplane flying through the sky, but it was not an airplane. It was a coffin. I didn't see that one, but (laughs) that sounds exactly right. But here's the thing. like, If this is such a big demand if there's really a demand for mandatory masks in the marketplace some airline is going to say all right we're going to do mask only flights problem solved yeah they absolutely could do that of course that's not what people want and we're, we're going to get into that because msnb msnbc host tiffany cross posted a photo of herself on a flight wearing her black mask her caption was a bit more provocative with her saying them no mask required Uh, She says some acronym. I don't even know what that stands for. Then adds, COVID ain't over, folks. What's the acronym? Uh, YGMFU. I'm assuming it's something that we probably can't share, even if I knew what it meant. (laughs) But I don't, I legit don't know what what it means. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Fly the friendly skies like this, wearing a mask, which is fine. You know, if they want to appeal to people and be like, hey, look, you should still wear your mask, then that would be fine. But that's, oh, yeah, it does stand for something that we can't share with people. So hmm. I'm trying to. I was trying to figure it out in my head. Yeah, I just searched for it, but it didn't come right up. Well, Fox News was helpful. Oh, in, I've got it. Yeah, world provide. got me effed up. Oh wow, that's what yes. it stands for. I, I got the U was up and effed mm. up. Yeah, hip hop radio host Notorious Vog, never heard of him, responded <laughs> affirmatively to affirmatively. Two crosses tweet writing, the more people I see on a flight without a mask, it's the more mask I'm wearing on that flight. So apparently if he sees three people without masks, he's going to triple he's up the, oh, three additional masks. But if he sees 40, this was a rapper, you said a hip hop radio host, oh, okay. notorious VOG. I might have to take my Honeywell North full face respirator mask on trips. Wow. So dude, just. Just cut to the end of this and buy a hazmat suit Mm-mm. and walk around in that. Like, you're not a lunatic. You'll look the most normal that way. By the way, speaking of hazmat suits, uh, I saw a video from, apparently, allegedly from Shanghai of kids going to school, all of them wearing full body suits. See, I mean, yeah. Insane. It's that, creepy. That's the end of the road for that's this stuff, people right? Want. Author and former Obama administration senior advisor Valerie Jarrett posted a photo of herself masked up in a car. She wrote some defiant words to accompany her post, which said, 
wearing my mask, no matter what non-scientists tell me I can do. Oh, my God. It's like an adult security blanket. That's what this really is. A a binky. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I have to order a mask now that says binky on it. Or just a picture of a binky so it looks like you're wearing one. But you're not going to wear it. So? (laughs) Don't give them any money. Don't encourage these people. (laughs) Okay, fair point. Yeah. Still, that would be funny. So, Republican comms guy, I don't never even heard of him, Matt Whitlock, responded with a recent photo of the political political operative and another gentleman maskless at the Austin SXSW. So, this lady goes on Twitter and she talks about wearing a mask on an airplane. And then some Republican guy was like, hey, look, isn't this a picture of you at this festival not uh. wearing a mask? <laughs> And he said, awkward, to which she responded, no, it's not awkward. We had both been fully vaccinated uh, and tested see, that day. Fine. And nobody wears masks in Texas right now. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, not nobody. Austin? Way Come more on. people wear them in Austin, but it's yeah. not required and it's way more people not wearing them. Outside of airlines and airports, I don't think oh, I've seen in the airline. Oh, no, it's South no, by Southwest, some, though. She was at an yeah, Austin festival. I'm just saying, outside of airports and airlines, I, I don't see very many people wearing masks at all. Mm. It's very rare. Of course, this is New Hampshire. Yeah, I don't see, ever since the keen mask mandate was repealed a couple months ago, the compliance around here has dropped significantly. But the sad thing is, so many people are so damn compliant. That's what got us into this mess. And as soon as they pass another mandate, it's going to go right back to the way it was. I don't know, man. People see, uh, these liberals aside, people are genuinely happy that after 760 days or whatever... They can finally take these stupid things off. I'm, I think they would resist. I don't think so. I what wish do you I think? Was optimistic. 603-283-6160. There's more coming up about these irate liberals. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, where you're invited to take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever is important to you, 603-283-6160, if you'd like to do that. Again, that's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Bonnie. And I want to tell you about Bitcoin.com. If you're new to cryptocurrency, if you don't know anything about it, you've heard people talking about it, head on over to Bitcoin.com, click Getting Started at the top of the page. Take a few minutes out of your day to just watch a few videos, learn about this important world-changing information, because it is changing the world. And it's important for people to begin as we go into this turbulent economic period where Bank of America is, what's the word I'm looking for? Projecting a 30... Well, they are evil, but they are (laughs) projecting like a 35% chance of recession, which of course is way too low. Learn about Bitcoin.com, ways of getting around these, this inflation and the destruction of the USD. Bitcoin.com is one way of doing that. There you can find out as much about cryptocurrency as you want. You can even get some for yourself. But if you already know about cryptocurrency, news.bitcoin.com will keep you up to date on all of the news and headlines that are relevant to you. All on a sleek, easy-to-use website. That's Bitcoin.com. We have Sam on the line from Ohio. However, Sam, you're on Free Talk Live. Hold yeah, on. I just wanted to comment on the federal mask mandate for public transportation that you're talking about. And, like, here in Ohio, like, until that ended, like, that and medical buildings were still the only places that, like, you had to wear them. 
So you've been down to just like hospitals and airports there in Ohio as far as where people have to wear masks? And inside Ubers and buses. I saw Uber got rid of theirs as well. I mean, I hope it uh, applies to the Uber Eats drivers too, because that's just BS. I believe it does. They make you have to wear them in your car. Well, I guess that's all now. Hold on. Uber Eats drivers had to wear their masks in their car? Yeah, I had to take a picture every day day that I logged in in, with the mask on, but I would always just take like a piece of mail and put it in front of my face, and it always was like, cha ching. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, the regular Uber drivers were playing that same game, too. Hmm. Yeah, I never encountered any of that, but of course, this is... You weren't an Uber driver. I was not an Uber driver, no, but I did did a fair bit of DoorDash within the last year, but it's New Hampshire. You were a DoorDash user. You were a driver for DoorDash? No, I was a user of DoorDash. You mean you didn't see a lot of them come to your house with a mask on? Right. Uh, Hmm. I never did DoorDash. I don't know if their rules are different, but hmm. you were supposed to wear a mask even like... If you went and dropped off the people's food doing wow. Uber, I just never did. And nobody ever like cared or reported me. Somebody reported my sister and she couldn't do Uber Eats anymore in Austin. That's at the ridiculous. Very Lame. Sam, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Uh, just the fact of that it seems like why did they have to make it wait so long? Like all the stores and businesses. That is the, the courts, dude. It. Yeah. Thank you so much for the call tonight, Sam. I mean, that is the million-dollar question of what the hell took them so long. And I realize, you know, it's the courts, right? But this mask mandate, this masking nonsense, it's been in effect for more than two years. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, when was the lawsuit filed, number one? And then how long did it take to finally get a hearing uh, would be the next question. Yeah, I mean, I know that the wheels of justice turn slowly and all of that, but... Two weeks to flatten the curve, they said, and that turned into months upon months. And then a few, you know, wearing masks to, again, flatten the curve. And two years later, 700-something days later, they they finally rescind this mask mandate that was never implemented properly in the first place. Why did it take them two years to figure out, oh, yeah, we didn't do this correctly? Or legally. We- they didn't do it legally. But, of course, there won't be any kind of consequence for the bureaucrats who skipped whatever the process was they were supposed to do a public comment for no, instance. of course not uh yeah they'll be they'll all be fine they'll they'll retire with their 90 percent pensions and we'll all continue to get screwed so this other liberal says i just boarded a flight to miami i think i'll stick with my mask a little longer i'd say it's about 50 50 on this fight flight Everyone treating each other respectfully. Well, that that's wow. good. And Imagine that's, that. I know. That's what I would have expected from something like this. Internet show host Roland Martin posted a photo of himself on a plane wearing a large cloth mask and a set of goggles. Oh, my God. <laughs> he said, I don't give a damn what grossly unqualified Donald Trump judge said. I'm double masked. And wearing goggles on this Nashville flight to D.C. See, I Wait, so it. he was serious? I thought the goggles was a joke. I thought it was no, a... They are not no. a joke. I would <laughs> totally... If I saw that, I'd be like, ha, good one, dude. No, anyone double-masked is probably not joking. They're probably I thought, serious. Well, you said a cloth mask, too, so that just made me think, oh, yeah, he's wearing the uselessest kind with goggles. No, it's the double... The most useful... It does useless look like kind. a cloth mask on the outside. I don't, mm. I don't know about on the inside, but... He's wearing two masks, at least. He's double I've never serious. seen somebody wear goggles. Seriously, throughout this whole thing, I've never seen that in real life. 
I, I, these are more like safety goggles than what I would think of. I mean, these, they are safety goggles, right? But like when instead I think of swimming goggles, goggles? Yeah, I think of this. Because like these that? aren't going to protect his eyes from really getting anything in them. They'll, they'll protect you against like metal shards and stuff like that. But they're oh, they're like the glasses kind. Instead yes. of like actually suction to his face. That's completely useless and well, retarded. Well, if somebody were to sneeze in your face, I mean, it might... It would maybe stop. Yeah, but if it's just something blowing around in the cabin of your plane, which is the idea, it'll just Mm. go like directly into your eye over the rim. I would suggest to Rollins Martin that if he has a serious issue of people sneezing into his eyes, (laughs) he should stop hanging out with three-year-old children. (laughs) I I have never in my life had an adult sneeze (laughs) into my eyeballs. Me either, and I... Don't think I'd be able to continue talking that person. I tend to avoid children because I don't like children. Well, there was that one pro-mask lady on uh, the flight. You remember where there was like an 80-year-old man who, I guess he didn't wear his mask enough on the flight. And so some 50-year-old woman who was a former Playboy model got up and started reading him the riot act. Yeah, she went nuts, man. she spat in that man's face because she's so concerned about health. Wow. She did do that. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that did happen. But I mean, then, I mean, then if somebody spits in your face on purpose like that, you can can probably charge them with something. Well, that's better than charging them. them. (laughs) Because if you charge them, you're involving the police, and that never ends well for anyone. However, I seriously don't disagree with that it's okay that you can punch them. They spit in your face. Well, the old man didn't do that. I I would, at, at most, I think, spit back. Hmm. But it, the reality is that that's probably going to lead to a physical altercation as well. So it's <laughs> it's best to just do what the old man did. So this guy in his goggles and his double mask says you can kiss his ass about him no, not thanks. wanting it again. About yeah, about oh, about him not wanting COVID again. He had oh, COVID okay. in December apparently. And any full well, saying, bro, you already had it. You beat it. That <laughs> means that you have the immunity. Probably not uh, now since he's been keeping himself away from dust and i don't know man colds are weird like i have a cold right now Mm -hmm. and i had a cold like no more than a month ago and i swear to god it's the same stupid cold Mm. same symptoms same everything i do have allergies but that that doesn't seem to be what's going on here Mm. any fool saying they don't matter is a damn liar i I don't know even what he's talking about right now i think he's talking about the masks Oh, okay, yeah. Just some cantankerous old man, though. Well, the, the person saying they don't matter would be someone who's actually, oh, I don't know, read the box that the masks come in, <laughs> let alone all the various different studies. Well, this guy, has, other people have crit- critiques of him, and we're going to get into those because these people are flipping out. Coming out, we're also going to be talking about Netflix and a satanic club at an elementary school. That's what we're talking about. 603-283-6160. Plus, Disney, no longer the Vatican of Florida. What's going on there? It's Free Talk Live. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. Free Talk Live, where you're invited to take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever is on your mind, whatever's important to you. 
603-283-6160 is the number to do that. Again, that's 603-283-6160. Coming up in just a few months, just over three months, I believe. Two. Two. Two months. Fork Fork Fest. Fest. Yes. Wow, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Fork Fest 2022 is happening from June the 27th through July the 3rd. That's at Rogers Campground. It is the weekend after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is sold out. So if you don't have tickets for that, you you probably can't get them at this point. However, Fork Fest still has spots available, presumably. We haven't actually checked with Rogers Campground because there are no tickets or anything like that that we have to worry about. All you have to do is get your camping site, your RV site, or your motel room for June the 27th through July the 3rd. There's a really awesome fireworks show on July the 3rd. It's a much more low-key event, much more relaxed event. But if you want to throw a party or something like that, you you Please are do. yeah absolutely. There's no one in charge, so you can pretty much do whatever you want as long as you know you follow the rules of Rogers Campground and all of that great stuff. So check out the the unofficial website, forkfest.party. That's forkfest.party. Coming up, we're going to be talking about the horrors at the Tesla facility that's been opened in Shanghai and some insane responses I've seen about this. We've really? Been- Wait, they're still going to work? No, they. Hmm. Uh, the summary is that the Tesla facility in Florida has been given a license by the Chinese government to open up and begin production. However, in Shanghai or Florida? In Shanghai. Okay. However, the people who go to work there have to stay in the factory 24 mm. 7. Wow. They can't leave to go home. And this is about controlling COVID and all of mm. that. And these people are like, well, that doesn't sound so bad. These people would probably rather be locked in a factory than locked in their apartments. I'm like, no. No, every human being out there, if given the opportunity, given the choice between getting locked up at work or locked up at home, every single human being is going to choose, I'd, I'd rather be at home. Yeah, what if they have animals or something? Well, I bet the government already went in and killed their animals. That did happen a lot. But before we get into that, we're going to talk mm. about Florida because I haven't been paying any attention. I assume this nonsense with Disney has something to do with the don't say gay bill. Oh, I saw something great on the internet about this Disney thing. I have no idea what's 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 going on. I can't remember. Do you remember why they're boycotting Disney? It's the right wingers boycotting Disney. Well, I mean, there's the right wingers have been boycotting Disney since I was a kid, though, because they were pro LGBT back then. Mm -hmm. Well, I that's what it's over and alleged uh, pedophiles, right? So when did that when did that enter the equation? I mean, I'm sure there have been rumors about it for a long time, but a few weeks ago there were photographs of Jelaine Maxwell. Who, for listeners that may not recognize the okay. name, that's uh, Jared or Jeffrey Epstein's girlfriend, business partner, business partner girlfriend, uh, sex partner, whatever. She apparently was seen in photos from like the early 1980s in Disney World, like palling around with Donald Duck or whatever. They had some kind of special thing that was going on there, so it, it made it look like she's tied in pretty close with the uh, the Disney folks. There's probably a lot more that I haven't heard about. Don't rich people go to Disney World, though? Is it that like something yeah, that d- rich people do? That's not really like a smoking gun. I think they were having some kind of a, I don't know, a contest that she was helping with. or I, I don't know. I didn't look closely at it, and I don't really care because I don't buy things from Disney. So I don't really... To me, like whatever it is that they say that's offensive, okay, just don't buy their stuff. Don't go to their parks. Don't spend your time on their property. But now what's happening is Florida apparently, via their Senate, and I don't know if this has already passed the House, but Florida Senate, a 23-16 to 16 vote, 
has now passed legislation, according to TimCast.com, that ends Disney's tax privilege, self-governing power, and special exemption status. Wow. What is their self-governing power? So, so I mean, it sounds like they, they were almost literally a Vatican within Florida. Yeah. Like kind of. A as little I, city. Yeah, as I understand it. Um, so the story here reveals that since 1967, Disney has operated its own government in Walt Disney World in Florida. Wow. Republican state rep- I'm shocked that Disney World has a government. It, is it's this run by like King Mickey? I mean, what's going on? I don't know. It's a good question. I've, I've never looked deeply into it, but I remember going to Disney World at one time uh, years ago as an adult. There was actually a crypto event that was happening there once upon a time it was called coins in the kingdom and i think it only happened once and then it was it was done but um so mark and i were there and i just was i remarked on how really nice the roads were and and, uh, <laughs> and he pointed out that it's essentially a private city wow it's kind of like a special economic zone if you will and from what i'm hearing that sounds about right yeah so under florida law disney can control their own water power, emergency services, and more. Until now? Well, again, it's just the Senate that has voted for this. So I, 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 it's what's not clear is whether or not this vote is going to go to the Florida House or has already been through the Florida House. So I don't know where you know, this is on the political schedule. But presumably, DeSantis will sign something like this because it's politically in his favor to do so. Someone has pointed out on YouTube, and that was my understanding as well, is that Disney was in support of the DeSantis bill, the what they're calling the Don't Say Gay bill. Okay, interesting. Which would be against the LGBTQ agenda, which I didn't think anything of at the time. It's just a corporation being a corporation, right? They're playing whichever side gets them, helps them the most. But I'm confused because I thought the right-wingers are protesting Disney. It says here Disney was against the Florida's parental rights and education law, which is the don't say. Yeah, okay. and this is this is something funny I saw on the internet. Someone said, um, to all you right-wingers, bootlookers, boycotting Disney, don't forget that Disney owns the Punisher, so you better scrape that off your hood of your car. I mean, Disney they, they own all the Marvel movies. Yeah. They own all of the oh, Star Wars Marvel? movies. Mm-hmm. Disney purchased all of Marvel. They purchased all of 20th Century Fox. So any Fox properties, any Marvel properties, those are now owned by Disney. There was a lady wearing that a makes... Punisher shirt at uh, Footloose's trial. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, Disney would be like the largest media company in the world, right? Wouldn't surprise me if that were true. Yeah. I, I mean, didn't Netflix think their is acquisition big. made them. They've got to think... be bigger than Netflix, I think though, are. right? Uh, I'm actually looking here at a another local story, WESH out of Orlando, figuring they might know a little bit more. Republicans brace for Democrats to stall the passage of three bills. Okay, so yeah, this is still going to the House, it looks like. So this is, again, passed by the Senate, but still has to go through the Florida House. This would wipe out Disney's 55-year-old government structure, the Reedy Creek Improvement District, and uh, this, uh, let's see here, so... It would be a nightmare for the legislative bodies or of Florida or the police to actually implement this. I mean, if Disney has their own water, their own... I know they have take their it own... Over. Go- Whoa. They'll just cede it to Orlando or something, like Kissimmee or whatever the nearest... I think it's Kissimmee. Yeah, whatever the nearest municipality is. Uh, if you want to join us here, you're welcome to, but I don't know if there's that much more here. They get into the, the tough talk from the state rep sure. or the state senators. Here's one. Uh, Representative Randy Fine, so who introduced the legislation, tweeted, well, now it says he's a state rep. 
So well, if- they have to. As I understand it, in most states, the the a, a person has to sponsor a bill in both the House and the Senate, hmm. and then it has to pass in both of those. I think New Hampshire is weird in that it seems like if New Hampshire's House passes a bill, it then goes on to the Senate. I thought that's yeah. how most states were. I was under the impression that you needed both a senator and a representative to introduce the same piece of legislation. Oh God, I don't know. Hmm. Um, so anyway, he he introduced the legislation, tweeted Tuesday, saying, "Quote: Disney is a guest in Florida today. We remind wow. them." Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so well, and, and this is that's the, what's worth pointing out about this is that what the state giveth, the state can taketh away. Right. So tw- this was over fifty years ago that they gave Disney this zona economica. Right. The special economic zone, basically. Don't don't and tell Mark that a government's backing out of their promise. That's to- the point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these guys are reneging on their agreement, and obviously Disney's not going to be happy about this. Whether it's going to drive them out of the state or not, of course, is a whole other question. Because obviously, I they mean, wanted it's an to do St. Business. Louis. That would be so much better if they did St. Louis because it's right in the middle. Yeah, but it gets cold there. Hmm. And the amount of money that it would take to move something like that. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned Netflix, though, and I've got a story about that. As do you, actually, about how Netflix is down. They're losing more than thirty-five percent. Of their their stock, the stock value. is down. Yeah. The website's probably still online, but they're actually down in uh, subscribers for the first time in like ten years. We're going to talk about it. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. It is Free Talk Live. As always, you're invited to join us, 603-283-6160, if you'd like to weigh in. That's 603-283-6160. And we do have a number of resources available for you online. If you're sick of big tech corporations censoring you and controlling your ability to speak your mind freely, we have both a chat server and a Mastodon server that you can join at chat.freetalklive.com or social.freetalklive.com Mastodon at least is a social media platform with sort of a Twitter clone it's it's federated and it's complicated how it all works but the the short version is that the only people who could in theory even kick you off for saying something would be people who don't care to ever kick people off for saying something if you're not a spam spammer or bot or something like that you're fine. Social.freetalklive.com if you want to join. It is free, obviously, as social media should be. Check it out. Social.freetalklive.com. We have Dan on the line from New Jersey joining us. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Aria. Um, I just wanted to talk to you about uh, an event that uh, we're holding on April 30th in New Jersey. What's the event? The event is New Jersey Medical Freedom Fest. So, um, we have uh, our MC is going to be James Babb. Um, my girlfriend Lynn is going to be speaking. She's a fired healthcare worker because she refused to take the vax. Mm. Uh, we got Ian Smith. He's the gym owner from South Jersey that refused to close his gym even when the cops boarded it up. Wow, that guy's a they hero. All went and kicked the doors. Yes, he is. So he's facing hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines. So that this is where the, some of the proceeds are going to. I was curious, um, you know, how his story ended because I don't recall hearing an update about it in like more than I mean, since since we were raided and arrested, I think was a, like before that was when we last heard about the so guy who had ago. the gym. Yeah. Well, I know they went after over a hundred thousand dollars or one hundred sixty, I think, thousand dollars in his bank account and confiscated all that. Are you saying that uh, they're they're demanding even more? 
Well, um, the, the Atlas Gym Legal Defense Fund still uh, still has thousands of dollars still that uh, we you know that we owe or they owe uh, to get um, you know uh, Ian help because I, as far as um, the fines that he was racking up, he's not racking up any more fines at the moment, but um, there's still I think thousands of dollars of fines of um, every day that he was accumulating while still operating his gym under the lockdowns. He's not planning on paying those. That's what I was about to ask. You know what? I I don't know the the exact details of that, but Mm. I think Roger Veer, they they actually confiscated all of his uh, GoFundMes and everything else. People were sending money from around the world, so GoFundMe confiscated it. Mm. I think Roger Veer came in and set up some sort of uh, crypto fundraising thing. It was a flip starter. Yeah, I remember yeah, that's that tragic. Yeah, I mean, you, hopefully none of the funds being raised. I mean, hire an attorney and sue the sue the state of New Jersey for doing this to this guy, or sue the city, whichever one is responsible. It's the state, I believe, that uh, is coming hard against him. Yeah, I certainly don't think he should be paying any fines, and I don't think anyone should pay them for him because that just encourages these people. Yeah, I bet he could sue these people for uh, whatever it is. Um, what is it, Ian? When they're going after you, going after you, like without the right to, you know, their... Wrongful prosecution. Something like wrongful prosecution or... or malicious Malicious. Yeah. Because they, like, they took him the... in, threw him back in jail a million times. Well, I mean, that that's what happens to people who stand up for freedom. I mean, I would suspect that the argument would be it was completely legitimate prosecution as far as the state's rules are concerned. Most people didn't do what he did, which was he continued to operate his business like a free person would do, uh, while most people cowered in their homes and did absolutely nothing to stand up against this. So the entire weight of the violence of the state of New Jersey has come down on this man and his uh, his business partner. Trying to make a... Um an example out of him. Yeah, they ask exactly what they're trying to do. So, Dan, do you have a website for this event? It's NewJerseyMedicalFreedom.com. You can go there, get all the information, and we are selling tickets. Um, and they're 100% of the proceeds go to Ian's Legal Defense Fund. Uh, Maj Ture is speaking, too, so he's gonna. we're going to donate money to Black Guns Matter and uh, New Jersey Human Action. Nice. Well, thank you. for uh, Give us a call. Let us know how it goes. Hopefully it goes well. And I mean, I would like to hear this guy speak because, I mean, he's it takes a lot of courage to stand up to a state government yeah. and say, no, no, I'm not going to comply. You're full of it. I'm going to continue existing as a free person. He's on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, he posts pretty, uh, pretty interesting stuff there from from time to time. Um, I, I reached out to him a long time ago and never heard back from him. I wanted to interview him on Free Talk Live, but I imagine he gets a lot of... Yeah, but he gets a lot of like, oh, you're yeah. doing a good job. A or probably a lot of hate mail, too. Um, you know, I just I hope those New Jersey folks can get out of there someday because, I mean, it's not going to get any better. I mean, y'all, I, I, I love Jim Babb and uh, the, the, some of the folks down there, but you got to get to I'm New Hampshire. I'm continually surprised that, you know, Jim Babb, Jim Babb stays in New Jersey. I really like him, too. He's yeah. like one of my favorite people I've met up here. He's awesome, but New Jersey sucks, dude. Yeah, yeah you got to get out of there. I mean, look, uh, they just had a great interview on Free State Live this week. They interviewed a couple that came from, I think it was Pennsylvania, so kind of the same area. 
and or no, sorry, New New York, um, also an awful place. Yeah, and they were right so, there with New Jersey as far as being awful. Yeah, they were so glad they made the move. They made the move in November of 2021, so fairly recent movers, uh, and they have just been overwhelmed with how amazing it is to be in New Hampshire, where there's an actual community of freedom loving people. Uh, where you let people know when you're coming in, and they, and you know, a dozen plus people sh- can show up to empty your moving truck in less than an hour. I mean, in a lot of cases, it's pretty common that that's that's the case. One guy who showed up was like ten or fifteen minutes late, and it was already half done uh, when when he got there. So y- y- there's just nothing like the community of liberty activists here in New Hampshire. And of course, you already mentioned Fork Fest, Aria, and the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Great excuses to come on up and see what it's like to be around people that actually are doing something for freedom rather than cowering in their homes. Or rather than complaining online or rather than trying to change national politics or the politics in other states and things like that. Because for, for whatever reason, uh, a certain segment of libertarians have it in their head that Florida is at least as free a place as New Hampshire. Mm. And Those are people who've never done any research at all. Those I, are people who saw uh, DeSantis, this uh, governor character down there, during the lockdowns or whatever, during covid DeSantis said at some point that he thought mask mandates were stupid and spoke out against them. But he implemented a mask mandate, at least in the very beginning. I think there's expired really quickly, like two weeks or something like that. But he did implement one. But later on, he was good on that one issue. And so a bunch of people started thinking he was a libertarian. And it's like, this guy is not a libertarian. He has so much power. What happens when if a Democrat comes into the office while they're still there? Well, what what these sorts when, of people are so short-sighted that they can't fathom that possibility. What happens mm-hmm. when he is there? The dude signs know, yeah. every single uh, pro-cop, pro-increasing police power bill that comes across his desk. He's a total arch-police statist, and he is a total statist. I'm and just he saying, loves the drug war. Currently, yeah. uh, Florida is a great place for conservatives to live. It's yes. just not a great place for like for libertarians to live. But no. what's going to happen to those Punisher-wearing t-shirt conservatives when... Well, Some, not, someone else is in power. They don't like. It's not even that great of a place for conservatives, right? With uh, the Florida legislature recently saying that, oh yeah, I mean these conservatives in the Florida legislature, they're going to punish this private company for this private company. This would be Disney. Oh, but the conservatives love. That. Oh yeah, they love that. I know, but they're not supposed to, right? They're supposed <laughs> they to be all about no small principles. government and. Yeah, I get what I you're saying. That. Right, I get what you're <laughs> saying. But these conservatives have no principles at all. So for them, oh, private company, we don't like. Let's use the government to punish them. They're all about that. They have no problem with aggregating more power to the state as long as they're the ones who are in charge. Yeah, they would just be like, DeSantis is wonderful. In fact, I found an interesting story here because I I wanted to learn more about the the Disney district, right? So they have this special – basically what sounds like a special economic zone – and the uh, the story we had from Tim Cast just kind of acknowledges that that they have it, but I wanted to get in a little bit more about it. Uh, so, uh, FTV WFTV dot com in uh, Florida, Orange County, the uh, Florida's gift to Disney of a self governing area of land south of Orlando was unprecedented at the time, necessitated by the fact that nineteen sixties Central Florida governments didn't have the capability to host a theme park that welcomed millions of people each year. Okay, so it wasn't a gift to Disney; it was allowing Disney to give a gift to the state of florida because the state of florida and the cities of florida couldn't even have handled this well it was a way for them to uh yeah they they couldn't handle it but it was also 
good for Florida because obviously it means a lot of tourism, right? right. A lot of people coming in there. Uh, more than 50 years later, the possible dissolution of the government that came from it, the Reedy Creek Improvement District, is equally unprecedented. Quote, what we haven't seen is the dissolution of a district that is active, is of this size, and does not want to be dissolved. But if the plan by Ron DeSantis, so he's involved in this, would go through, then the counties that are connected to this land would then assume all assets and liabilities. And we'll get into what that means coming up in moments. Basically, it's going to screw the taxpayers. 603-283-6160. If you want to join us, it's Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. If you'd like to weigh in, talk about Disney and its little special status as the Vatican of Florida. Or if you want to talk about people freaking out that masks are no longer required on airplanes, 603-283-6160. You can weigh in. Or you can talk about something completely different, whatever's important to you. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria, Bonnie, and Ian. And we're talking about Disney here. And apparently they're this sort of self-governing entity that exists within one or two or more counties in the state of Florida Mm -hmm. where they have their own emergency services, their own water department, their own utilities, all of that stuff. Road services in particular, yes. Their own garbage disposal. And it makes sense that they would, because it is a city-sized property, Disney World, right? I've never been, and I've never had any desire whatsoever to go. It, It sounds like it's overly crowded with people. It's less fun than the average amusement park i'd say for an adult if that likes rides there are way more fun rides at like bush gardens in virginia aren't the lines like exceedingly long as well like aren't you i think it depends on when you go okay Mm. uh the uh district by the way the reedy creek improvement district as it was granted to them in 1967 is uh, 39 square miles, so it's a very large area. It encompasses, obviously, all of the Disney parks, so Disney World and Epcot, and then there's other things that are there, like there's areas where there's hotels, and uh, there's apparently even some staff live in the two quote-unquote cities that exist in this this landmass. 
But uh, going to this story from WFTV9 ABC there in the uh, Orlando area, they get into some of the interesting details of this because there's a bunch of people online going, yeah, get Disney, and they want to take away. I don't understand. Why? Are these conservatives? Are these Republicans who are upset at Disney? Yeah, primarily I think so, but there's also a bunch of kind of libertarian types who are on this pile-on. And for whatever reason, they think Disney is like harboring pedophiles or whatever. And, and maybe they are. I, I don't know. I haven't done any research on this. This isn't going to end that. No, of course not. It's not going to do anything to, to end that. And it seems unlikely that Disney World would be. Well, Disney Company, maybe that, that they're doing something like that. That Disney World, I think we would have heard about it at some point in the last 40 or 50 years. Oh, there's, there's always been like conspiracy theories that, like, how, did you know there's this hidden place in Disney World? And. They're, it's totally possible. If you're walking around, it's like literally like a little city. And then there's buildings you, that aren't rides, that aren't a restaurant. And it's like something could be going on in there Are after they alleging hours. that children are getting ado- uh, like kidnapped in the park and disappeared? Mm, no, I don't even think it's that. It's just like a place. And it makes sense now that I'm thinking of it if it's um, its own city. Because, you know, they don't even have to worry about other cops that they usually would like pay off to rape children or whatever. I mean... <laughs> If something like that, I mean, they could just as easily all be reptilians who are using <laughs> the Disney conglomerate to take over the world, right? It, the conspiracy theories, this is the issue I've always had with them, is that anything could be possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, there could certainly be these facilities on the Disney properties where they're kidnapping children or whatever, but someone would have noticed, hey, I went to Disney World and I came back and my kid wasn't with me. No, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that they're getting kidnapped. I think I think it's just that like the kids who are in this system already, most of them are probably the children of these people, these so- psych- the psychopaths ch- that the are in a cult in that Disney is in. Mm-hmm. You know, their children they share their children with each other. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of theories out there. I agree with you it's on this one. A lot harder to Aria. steal a kid. Um, I, I, but- I could see that one about the Joe Biden and Hunter Biden types and all of their creepy little stuff. I, I, yeah. I could see that about a certain type of person, but as far as a like some secret cabal of child of child rapists that exist within the government, I just don't see that as being likely. See, here's mm-hmm. the thing, and the point I wanted to one of the points I made online today when people were talking, you know, cheering this on, yeah, get Disney, and I said, well, you know, um, this is just going to result in more power to the state, and if you're worried about children, you should be more worried about the Department of Children and Families, as they call it, I believe, in Florida, DCF. I think it's CPS. I they call it, it CPS in... I looked, I looked it up today. I think it's. Uh, I think it was DCF. But anyway, whatever they call it down there. Yeah, all you of these be government institutions—they're just child traffickers, aren't they? Yeah. Yes, there are. So I think that's many, their number one supply. There are so many stories of people who work for Florida DCF who are child molesters. They've been caught for doing this. Not just the foster parents. I'm talking about the people who actually work for the department. Because obviously the foster parents are, you know, in every state you got problems with molesters and people starving children and doing all kinds of horrible things. Well, in Florida, and I'm sure in other states too, but I remember Florida because I used to live there. And so I remember hearing at one point, and I couldn't find the story today, but it was like one of the top administrators got arrested for doing nasty things with kids or whatever. So it's like, okay, maybe Disney is doing bad things, but you don't have to go to their park.
You don't have to buy their their movies. You don't have to buy their products. You don't have to physically go there. But for the rest of the people in the state of Florida, they're all forced to fund the Department of Children and Families. Mm. But it gets worse. So all these people cheering this on don't know anything about anything, right? They just know. That's usually the case. They just they just want to punish Disney, right? Because Disney was is pro gay is the reason for it apparently. Well, according to this, if you get rid of the Reedy Creek Improvement District, then Orange and Osceola counties, the two neighboring counties, would then essentially adopt that land. It would become the, the county's land again, right? Because it was in the 60s before it was granted to How Disney. How come it automatically goes to the city, though? I mean... It goes to the county. I mean, to the county. That, that, that's what I don't understand, right? It's Well, who else would get it? Anyone who wants to claim it, right? Because it, it's no longer the, the state's land at this point. It's no longer the, the county's land at this point. Oh, they, it is the state's land. That's why they can take away well, the they, special they're permission. They're going to claim it, but it's yeah. Disney's land, as far as I well, can yeah, tell. Well, yeah, it'll still be Disney's land, quote unquote, but now they're going to have to pay property taxes on it, and wow. now they're going to have to, so on and so forth. But uh, for Disney, the main effect is more red tape. Disney would no longer be able to grant itself permission to renovate buildings or to build a new road. Instead, park officials would have to go to the county governments for every request which of course is more of an annoyance oh, than- that's untenable yeah that's going to make it impossible for them to do things i bet they have sure. to do stuff like that all the time it's going to get they're going to be potholes in the roads leading up to the castle it's a lot easier for walt disney world to do that through their own reedy creek than it would faster. be to go through orange county Reedy Creek employees and infrastructure would likely become absorbed by the counties. Are they actually making, are Florida state laws actually making Disney requests and then grant their own requests to renovate? The sounds it sounded like they were saying that's what they used to have to do. So, but it's so, their own people, so they get it done instantly. I mean, it's yeah, probably very efficient. That's that's the opposite of efficient, though. They, they have to fill out a paperwork saying, I don't know hey, I want permission jumping to, to that conclusion. No, it sounded like they said that. They said they no, can no longer grant their own. Yeah, but it could very well be an easy thing. with uh, It's corporate, right? So like they're probably way more efficient okay, than Okay, there would be something government. along those lines in corporate anyway. Hey, we yeah. want to spend this money renovating this property. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Reedy Creek employees would be absorbed by the counties, which would become responsible for sewer and road maintenance and those sorts of things. Which they can't afford. In exchange, the counties would collect the tax revenue that Disney is currently paying to itself. For taxpayers, the extra funding would be a boon as it would be distributed throughout the county. However, local governments would also absorb all of the district's liabilities, including the enormous amount of debt on its books. Reedy Creek historically operates at a loss of, tr- of approximately 5 to $10 million per year per their financial reports. And they just make all the money with their movies? or The current arrangement renders that meaningless since Disney is able to subsidize its own operations with theme park revenue. So their governments are losers as far as revenue is concerned because they don't have anybody... Like, there's nobody living there that they can tax, so it's not your typical government. Oh, the government. Disney World government loses money. The Disney World government loses money, correct. But the right. theme park, Disney World, makes money, and it offsets that loss. Oh, correct. Okay, I see correct. God, that's confusing. So, according to lawmakers, there is as much as $1 billion in debt on the balance sheets that if the state goes through with this, and it is going to the state house, I did confirm that, so the state senate passed it, if the state house signs this, uh, if, it, if they approve this, then that billion dollars in debt becomes public debt, and it becomes burdened by the taxpayer at that point. Doesn't sound like a good deal for the taxpayer, but no, they're going to they're gonna get screwed. Yeah, it's never screwed. a good deal for the taxpayer. There's more coming up here about Florida. It's Free Talk Live. 
It's Free Talk Live, where your calls and thoughts are welcome. 603-283-6160 if you would like to weigh in. That's 603-283-6160. We're through the studio tonight. It's Aria. It's Ian. And Bonnie. And Ian, I, I know that you, at least the last time we talked about it, you used the actual disc system of Netflix. Like, where I still they were, do. You still do? You never yeah. upgraded to the, the streaming version? version? No. Okay. Well, I've never used the actual on-disc version, mm-hmm. come to think of it. It's just been a streaming service for me, and it, through most of you know my time with Netflix, it was a really good streaming service. But something happened, I want to say four or five years ago, where it just slowly became less and less useful because it had fewer and fewer things on it that I wanted to actually watch. Because they, the agreements they had for licensing would expire and they wouldn't renew them? Basically, that did seem to be the case. Like they made a big deal about Friends not being on Netflix or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I never watched Friends. I never cared anything about it. But there were a lot of other shows like at one point this was back when I was still occasionally smoking weed. I wanted to watch the Lion King movies. Right. I was high, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to watch the Lion King. That'd be great. So I checked on Netflix. The only one they had was Lion King three, which I had never heard of. And if I wanted to watch the first two, then I guess Disney Plus had them. Well, Disney mm. Plus didn't exist then, so I don't know what had them. Mm. But you couldn't find them on Netflix. And that was the case over and over with everything I wanted to see. Like if I wanted to see Ghostbusters, and I don't know if this was the case then, they would have had Ghost the new Ghostbusters, but not one or two. Or they may have had two, but not the original that everyone wants oh, to watch. God. And it was, it was like that with everything that I wanted to see. It's like, okay, we got this thing that's... Very similar to what you're looking for. Oh, you worse. Wa- yeah, you wanted to watch Futurama. Have you considered our our animated thing that we just produced? Because that's the mm-hmm. closest we've got. And it just became more and more common where Netflix had nothing I wanted to watch. Of course, then they had Tiger King. Mm-hmm. And that was great. I, <laughs> I will never regret the time I spent watching Tiger King. I did try to rewatch it recently, and it's it's one of those things that you can only watch once. After that, you're you're done with it. You know what's going to happen, and it's not as interesting. And that was what got me to go back to Netflix was Tiger King. I just had to watch it. I'd heard so much about it being a train wreck that I had to see it for myself. And then I just sort of never canceled the subscription, and now it just sort of sits there being useless because there's nothing else on it. You're their favorite yeah. kind of customer. You cost them nothing. It always annoyed me. I had Hulu and Netflix for a while. It annoyed me that it was like there were just some things I could not find on Hulu, some things I couldn't find on Netflix. So it felt like you needed both. But eventually I just stayed with Hulu because they had South Park. Now I don't have either. Hulu was a lot better. That's that, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I still use Hulu fairly often. I know I need to cancel my Netflix account, but it's only like I only remember I even have a Netflix account when we're talking about it here on the show. So... It's sort of a problem that I don't think about it when I'm not here because there's nothing on Netflix that I want to watch. So there's no reason for me to bring up Netflix.com when I'm at home anyway. You know what I I wonder about is you mentioned Ghostbusters. I I didn't check on any of the other things you mentioned, but I'm I'm logged in here to the DVD Blu-ray version of Netflix and they've got Ghostbusters. I can I can rent that on uh, on Blu-ray if uh, if I want to. Well, I did say I never actually checked Ghostbusters. I was just okay. using it as an example of, you know, people like the first two mm-hmm. movies, but they don't like the third one. Just like with The Lion King, the first two movies were okay. The second one not as good as the first, which is all incidentally the same as the case with the Ghostbusters, but mm. 
if you wanted to watch one, they would have part three, but not part one or two. Not mm-hmm. the ones that people wanted to see. So I don't know. Uh, the they do have the Lion King as well. So I mean, I, it probably means they ha- if they get them and no. get rid of them and get them get and get rid of them all. You the mean time. the DVDs? Yeah, or I'm, the thinking, I'm thinking there might be a difference between streaming license and the ability to rent mm-hmm. a physical disc. I'm but sure there is because I I don't think if I wanted to that I could use Disney Plus to rent a physical disc from them. But it's annoying because it used to be on Netflix that. If they only had a movie available for a disc, they would show you. Like, if you're just like uh, you, I, I assume you're just the streaming customer. Right. You can't go on there right now and see the ones that just are available for discs. Yeah, they it separated like those that. sites. Yeah, I think there was a time when you, I think very I know early it was on. because I got True Romance. It's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. movie. I got that on disc, and it was the only thing I ever got on disc. So it used to be both. Now yeah. it doesn't. Now I feel like you look up True Romance, and they don't have it for streaming. You just don't have it. You I don't think have it was the option. In the very beginning of Netflix. So early on, Netflix was a disc only thing. Like right. that was what they started doing. I think it was started in the or the early aughts or the late nineties or something. And at some point they added streaming, and I think that's when you're describing Bonnie would have been the very beginning of them adding the streaming service. It was still together with the discs, and then at some right, point because they, they wanted to transition people to the streaming service because it mm-hmm. cost them less money. Presumably. And at some point they figured they could make more money by separating the services yeah. and saying, if you like streaming, you can pay for our streaming service, but if you like the discs, then you can pay for that. So that's what happened there, I think. But if you think about it like this. Uh, licensing a movie for streaming is an entirely different situation than having a physical inventory of discs that once you've loaned the discs out, they're sold out, right? Like that you can't you can't rent like the old video store, right? Like if everybody comes in there and rents out a new video and you come in after everybody's been there and all the videos are gone, then you don't get to rent that video that weekend. Only because of intellectual property though. I mean it should be the case that the video store can just pop a blank DVD into their computer and burn you a new copy of it. But we don't live in that world at this time. True. But my point is with internet distribution, with streaming, there's no such limitation. So it's a completely different arrangement, whatever the business arrangement is, to say, okay, we Netflix want to stream Lion King. Well, Disney doesn't want them to be able to stream Lion King because Disney wants that exclusive right for Disney Plus now, right? So that's probably why that option is completely off the table. But I don't know what the rules are surrounding renting physical media. Do you have the ability to rent legal? Like if you go and you buy a DVD... Does that give you the ability to rent that DVD out? Because ultimately, you're not I never the thought one about that. with it. You don't have like you're not supposed to uh, display a DVD or whatever for your friends and charge them. You can only display a DVD, as I understand it, legally. And this isn't legal advice, but like if you have a, a movie, you can have your friends over for a movie night and you can show that movie. You just can't charge them for it. But can you rent the disc out and charge people for that? If not, then there must be some sort of licensing arrangement to, to allow them to rent these discs. I, I have know. no idea because I exist in you know streaming world. I, I don't remember the last time the last time I rented a movie. It would have been a VHS tape, mm-hmm. you know, back in the the mid nineties or something. Yeah, so. see, I never worked in that business. Uh, I never, even though I, I went to like I worked at Kmart when I was younger. Yeah, I never worked in the rental business, so I don't know. I know that in the in the early 
days you could get DV- or you could get VHS tapes for like a hundred dollars, and I think that's what the rental stores were paying for them. They could get it sooner than the consumers for five times what you would pay for the consumer. That's an extreme markup. It would come out. Yeah, but they would get it early. And they would so, rent it over and over and over. Right, and then they'd rent it and make the money back. So I don't know what the deal is now with Blu-ray or, or DVD. Those things come out so fast, rental stores don't get it any sooner. And there's think. just torrent sites now. So. Yeah, if you know anything about it, feel free to give us a call here. Are there even still rental stores? I mean, I know there's still the one blockbuster. Right, because <laughs> yeah, in Oregon, yeah, they're famous on Twitter for being the last blockbuster. But I, I don't know, maybe someone out there knows more about renting DVDs. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Your calls and thoughts are welcome because it is talk radio that you control to control the airwaves at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And if you value that, if you value the ideas of having a libertarian radio show that allows anyone to call in and weigh in with their opinions, then you might consider joining the AMPS program. You can find it at amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. That's our Patreon it only takes five bucks per month to join. That gets you in and you get an app-only podcast. And there's an app-only chat on the Matrix server. There's even an app-only Facebook group for those people who aren't currently banned from Facebook. All, <laughs> all four of the people out there in the world who are not yet currently banned from Facebook. amps.freetalklive.com. Brett Perry has joined the apps program. And Brett is a gold-level amplifier, which means that Brett is giving $10 per month to the program. But again... Five bucks per month is all it takes to get in. So thank you so much, Brett, for your contributions. We hope you're enjoying the show. Speaking of anyone being able to call in and share their thoughts and opinions, we have Sarah calling from New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, I I do very much appreciate your show. Thanks, Sarah. uh, Have you considered joining the apps program? (laughs) Well, you know what? You know what my problem is? You don't have any money? no, I just want to send a check. You know what I mean? Mm, I just oh, yeah. need a just mailing a address or a PO, P.O. box. There, there actually the is only... an address to which you can send a check. But well, you... I'm going to have to find that out. Cause, uh, just go to our know, website. Free t- <laughs> <laughs> I know. You guys make it really hard for all, all of our old people. You know, that we're not so computer savvy, you know. Is Richard so, more computer savvy than you? No, no. I, I have to teach him how to text on his dumb phone. Oh, wow. So, no, he's not that computer savvy. But, uh, yeah, help me out later with a P.O. box. Ben, I just want to mention that when I was in Texas, when I go through San Antonio or El Paso, they actually have rental bikes where you use your debit card and you can rent out your bike and ride around and you could leave it anywhere. but. You know, I'm amazed. I look at those things like, well, I'm in another state because we had those rental scooters, and I I think we might have those rental bikes. But what happens is that the dope heads, they steal the bike, hmm. and then they re- remove the, the computer, the GPS monitor on it. So then they re- fix it, and then they sell it for $50 for crack. So this is what's going on here in Albuquerque. 
Now, I've so seen some of these either. things. I don't remember where I've seen them, but it wasn't terribly long ago that I saw some of these scooters. Um, and I thought you had to, I thought they were locked and you had to use some sort of payment method in order to unlock them. Yeah, like an app. Yeah. Right, right, right. What is it? I think you have to, all you need is a, like a MasterCard debit card to plug in to unlock it. And then they charge your card for how many hours or whatever you use. Yeah, but if you never return it, then they're going to hit you with some sort of surcharge for the replacement of the scooter, aren't they? Yeah, but I, you know, they got because they got these thieves. They must use a bogus card, or I don't know what they do, but it's a, it's a. Um, they threw one. They found a scooter in the bottom of the Rio Grande. One of them. They've been stealing them. They've just. They would unlock it, haul it in the truck, and they would steal it. And for some reason, yeah, they, it does rack up that they must have nothing on the credit card for them to unlock it to uh, to um, let it off off. But they would remove all of the computers off of the bike, and they would resell it. So it's just I no, I believe this is what's going on here in New Mexico. That certainly does. I mean, that does happen. Um, You made me curious. So I've now got an article in front of me about the shared scooter theft problem. And presumably Mm -hmm. this exists with bikes as well. Uh, Talking about the vandalism, theft, the rough handling, all of these things that you would expect from shared property, from property that isn't readily recognizable as, hey, that's my scooter, so I want to take care of it, or that's my bike. So. Does it the fact that people aren't taking care of these things, that they are just stealing and, you know, throwing them into the river or whatever they want with them, isn't that sort of evidence that property works and that shared property doesn't work? No, but see, it works in Texas. The Texas laws are very strict. I've seen people that are, you know, those um, scooters that they're they're like skateboard with a bar. Yes, I know what a scooter is. Thank you. No, but I mean, it's not the one that you sit, but you stand up. Yes. So they, yeah. What I'm saying in Texas, they have those. Oh, see, when you said scooter, I didn't even think about like a mobility scooter. Neither. Uh, I, 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 I just thought of assumed. scooter. Yeah. Well, I don't know, Sarah, but one thing, these things must just be different. I know the ones in San Antonio, they like stop where they are. Like you can't continue to roll them when you're done paying for them. I've never used one. Oh, I, okay. I, I, I could see that. Like. If you pay for it, you pay in advance for like two miles or whatever. And after two miles, it just, the wheels lock up and yeah. you have to pay. Mm. What if you're out in the middle of nowhere? Like you're halfway to your destination. Get the credit card you out. have to pay more, I guess. I don't know. I've never used them, but I've seen them all the time. They used to annoy me so much because driving, stupid scooter, crossing, crossing <laughs> the street. I don't know. I just I don't mean, like here them. in Keene, I've made peace with scooters and skateboarders and bicyclists for the most part. I mean, there there is the one aspect that... that that I don't like, and that is they, sh- they should pick which one they are, whether they're a pedestrian or whether they're a vehicle, right? Because they will cut across the crosswalk and then immediately jump into the, to the actual vehicle lane and then cut across another crosswalk. It's like, no, that's, that's the opposite of what people are trying to do here, right? I mean, if you want to be treated like a pedestrian, that's fine, but then don't try to be treated like a vehicle. Pick one. Mm. And even then, I don't want the state to do anything about it. I just want to be able to, you know, flip them off and call them inconsiderate, <laughs> which I wouldn't even do, but still, stop <laughs> stop being inconsiderate, basically. Sarah, did you say that you ride any of these scooters or shared bikes or anything? No, um, I've, I've looked at them when, when they had them, the when they did have them, but I, I think it, most of it disappeared. And 
since I'm only five foot, those bicycles, I can't ride those. It's for people with, like, a really long leg. So mm. I can't ride those bikes. It's too- they don't let you yeah, I think you seat. need an app, Ian. I'm pretty sure in San Antonio, at least, you need an app. So uh, there's no way she could do it. Wow. Sarah, have you yeah. ever ridden a bike? When you, like, when you were no, a kid? I, I've ridden a... Yeah, I've ridden a bike. Okay, yeah. okay. But what I'm saying is but that... But not one of these bikes. Law, yeah. You need, like, there's a kid's bike. wrong with our state. Mm-hmm. There is something wrong no, with sure. every state, Sarah. Then that is that they exist. Yeah, that that is true. Everywhere you go, it's nah, always you got don't agree with me. You don't. You didn't cons. understand what I said. No, she said they have pros and cons. Mostly yeah, cons. About it. Thank yeah, you so you much for the call tonight, Sarah. I want to get into this, though, and I hate to cut you off, but I do want to get into this because it does evidently represent some sort of a problem. And I see these things around. I really wish I could remember where I saw one because it wasn't terribly long ago. It was in Boston. The shared scooters? Yeah. I bet they have them in Boston. Big cities have them. I know, but I saw one like within the last few months was suggested was somewhere in New Hampshire. And I don't recall where. And that's that's what's eating at the Mm. back of my mind. But vandalism, theft, all of these things are an issue for these things. And there's an article here about it. And most of the article isn't really worth getting into. but, But it is curious that this experiment with social property, as a, I mean, somebody owns these scooters, right? But that, that's not how the average person treats them. They, when they see this, they think, oh, well, it's, it's basically a bus version of, it's a city bus version of a scooter or something. Mm-hmm. And so they treat it like crap. They end up breaking it. They, they, there's no incentive for them to take property. care of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And isn't there a term for this? Like, no. Community property. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, they have these at the college. They're, they're not scooters, but they have bikes. They have these green bikes that... College, at the college here in Keene? Yeah, the college okay. students are allowed to just kind of... Oh, if they see one, they can pick it up and ride it over to wherever they want to leave it, and then they leave it there. I don't think there's any fancy stopping system or Do rental. They pay it? No, I don't think there's anything or- like that. It's just like, you see the green bike. If you're a college student, you can take it. And But these things are just, they look terrible. They look like they're the worst bike you could possibly imagine. And they do have a guy that his job is to take care of the bikes on the college campus. So I'm pretty sure they are taken care of. They're just, you wouldn't want to steal them because they're just so ugly. <laughs> It does sound ugly, a bright green bike, yeah. And, you know, that probably works for the college kids who are, you know, paying to go there. So that's not the worst thing ever. But we're going to talk about Netflix when we get back and how it's losing losing subscribers. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Of course, your call, your calls and thoughts are welcome. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to join us. Again, that's 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Bonnie. And we got to asking ourselves early, you know, about movie rentals and how that actually even works because... Well, you were bemoaning Netflix, the streaming service, not having access to certain works like The Lion King, you gave an example, Disney properties. And uh, you mentioned that I still have the DVD Blu-ray version of Netflix. So I went just to see 
And yeah, I could still rent Lion King on Blu-ray. That's no problem through Netflix, but apparently you can't stream it. And it made me wonder, there must be some sort of different arrangement legally between streaming. Because you always hear about, oh, these, this movie's going to leave Netflix due to the you know streaming agreement. It's all going to be go- over on this date. You better watch it. I don't know, you've seen these articles online, right? Like the, the time I've runs out. I've seen it a lot on like Tubi. But Tubi's a, a, a free platform, so I sort of expect that sort of nonsense there. Well, it happens on Netflix quite a bit, apparently. Their agreements come to an end, and the movies go away from the streaming side. But they're still available on the physical platter side of Netflix. And I sort of speculated aloud that maybe there's some more protections that you have if you actually have the physical copy. But what does it take to get a rental you know, version? Do you have to pay extra to the... Uh, to the licensor or whatever. And it turns out that according to avo.com, there's a lawyer here. Actually, it's a series of answers to the question of, is it legal to rent out DVDs that I've purchased? So if you go to Walmart or online or whatever and buy a copy of one of these DVDs or Blu-rays, can you then just start charging people to rent it out? And a few attorneys said no, but one guy says, I disagree with my colleagues who conclude that it's unlawful to rent a DVD movie. Copyright law at USC section 106, 17 USC 106.3 provides that the owner of a copyright has the exclusive right to, quote, distribute copies of a copyrighted work to the public by sale or other transfer of ownership or by rental lease or lending. However... The first sale provision of copyright law in a different section, 109A. So before we go into that, let's recap what that first part was, which was that a company that produces media can sell it to you and grant you a license to rent it out. Can grant you a license to rent it out. Exclusive right to do that. With the exception of section 109a which is the first sale provision that provides that notwithstanding their copyright owner's distribution right the owner of a particular copy of a work quote is entitled without the authority of the copyright owner to sell or otherwise dispose of that copy meaning that if you go and you buy a dvd or a blu-ray or something and you watch it and you're tired of it and you want to sell it at a garage sale you have the full right to do that Hmm. sure but You can also otherwise dispose of the copy, which includes the ability to rent it out to people. How is that disposing of it? Well, that's I would say that's still selling it, right? Because it's not a rental until they bring it back. True. Otherwise, you're you're selling it. It's it's sort of like at a pawn shop. There's a difference between pawning and selling in their worldview. Mm -hmm. But when it really comes down to it, you're selling it to them and it's... You don't reclaim it until you actually go to pick it up and pay them back that money. So in the DVD world, you you buy the DVD for a dollar or whatever, and it's expected that you're going to bring it back. But really, other than being a good person, there's no... Nothing requiring you to actually take that DVD back other than, you know, the video store will call you you or whatever. You have an agreement you sign when you join the membership that says you're going to bring it back or they can charge you the full price of of the disc. But friend to friend, you could legally, according to this that Ian read, charge someone to take the disc, then they're they're using it, mm-hmm. and then they can legally dispose of it how they want, which includes giving it back giving to it you. Giving it back to you, sure. So, 
Sounds like it's legal. While the distribution right granted to copyright owners includes the exclusive right to rent physical copies, the other section, the first sale, section 109A provision, confers on the owners of the physical copy the right to dispose of their particular copies however they choose, including by rental. But that's not the end of the story. The copyright industries are the movie, software, and music industries and the literary community. The software and music industries, however, were successful in excluding software and music from the first sale doctrine so that means you can do this to a videotape a dvd a blu-ray any kind of new movie um, property but if you have a cd an audio disc you cannot rent cds and think about it you never saw that in rental stores right no and it never would have occurred to me that i never saw it in rental stores but isn't that what music streaming is streaming would have a different licensing but it's still renting the music no well, it's not the same thing as the physical um, property. So in that case, the Apple Music or Amazon or whoever it is that's that's playing Spotify or whoever is, they're paying the record companies for the right to play that music. Okay. So in the same way, the radio stations pay the record companies through ASCAP, BMI, and, and those groups. Now, was it just that the music industry and the software industry just had more lobbyists to throw at the government? I, I don't know. Or is there actually a good logical reason of why it doesn't apply to music, but it does apply to movies? Because to me, it seems like if it applies to one of them, it should apply to both. Because we're just talking about whether or not you experience something orally. Yeah, it's crazy. Or visually and orally. Maybe it had something to do with the concern of copying the thing. Because in the computer software amendment... So there's certain amendments to this law that got passed. I pulled up the actual text because when I heard that, I thought, well, wait a minute. I remember growing up, they rented video games at the the video rental stores. Yeah, that was how I played most of the video games that I experienced growing up. Because you... You didn't want to spend $50 or whatever no. on, on one of these NES video games. Yeah, you could do five bucks instead, have it for the weekend. And, yeah. you know. and you could probably beat it in the same amount of time as if you owned it. So, turns out, the Computer Software Rental Amendments Act of 1990 amended the copyright law to prohibit any person in possession of a computer software program from renting, leasing, or lending it for direct or indirect commercial advantage unless authorized by the copyright owner. However, it excludes home video game software from that prohibition, including computer programs that are in a machine or product which cannot be copied during the ordinary operation of the machine or product. So it sounded like they were giving a protection to somebody who had a piece of software on a floppy disk because it was easy to copy that. Sure. But we're not giving that protection to an NES or a Genesis cartridge or something like that because to have that, the ability to copy something like that would have been way out of the range of of the average person. So yeah, that a, that's still outside of the range of the average person. I mean, it's much cheaper now for like 60 to 80 bucks or whatever. You can clone any of your games, but... First, you have to buy the game, and it's, it's prohibitively expensive. They say here that the movie industry did try to persuade Congress to grant it a similar exemption, but it failed. And that was the Consumer Video Sales Rental Amendment of 1983. So, in short, it is lawful to rent physical copies of movies that have been lawfully acquired, even secondhand. That is why, for many years, there was a video store on every other corner in America. So the fact that that one act was not prohibited by the federal government, created essentially the video rental industry. No, it just didn't prohibit it. Well, yes, that's true. It allowed that thing to exist and flourish for many, many uh, decades.
Imagine how much nicer it would have been if you could have rent like albums and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that could have encouraged a lot of creative things. You it's know. weird how I've never even thought of that either. And you guys said the same thing that you never thought of that. Because a lot of bands, you know, well, what a lot of people did in order to get people to buy copies of stuff instead of renting them, they would include fillers. I don't remember the terminology they use for them, but it's basically, you know, if you buy this game directly from us, you'll get this extra little bonus map included in it or whatever. And eventually that became, you know, you, you get on-disc DLC and nonsense like that. That's stuff that's permanently locked out for people who don't buy the original game. But initially, you know, to solve these problems of we want to encourage people to actually buy our stuff, they would do and include neat things. The band Tool still does this notoriously. Their album, 10,000 Days, in order to prevent people from streaming it or downloading it because they weren't on streaming services then, it had this little ocular device and these little photographs in it that would become 3D as you peered at them through the ocular things. And you were never going to get that by streaming it or pirating it or you know, burning a copy of your friend's CD. Mm, that's pretty So cool. we would have seen a lot more of that if video, if the music industry and computer software companies had been able to just be motivated like that to produce that sort of content. Instead, they just had the government come out and say, hey, no, no, you can't do this at all because it's too easy to, to copy. Right. It is easy to copy. So give the consumer a reason to buy the original instead of just playing on a copy. Or instead of just installing from a copy. So video rental stores don't pay licensing fees to physically rent physical copies of movies. There's no need. But if you are a streamer, then you absolutely have to license that content because there's no uh, limitation to streaming beyond the bandwidth that you have. 603-283-6160 if you want to join us. Well, we're going to get we're going to get back to the story of Netflix here and how they're losing money, even though they still have all of these DVDs that you can rent. 603-283-6160. <laughs> it's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Of course, you can join us, take control of the airwaves, share your thoughts and opinions. 603-283-6160. Again, that's 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Bonnie. And we're, we're sort of mocking Netflix here because it didn't... Have, and it's not just Netflix's fault. You had mentioned the uh, the reason this ties into Disney is because the reality is that Disney saw Netflix's success and they said, "Hey, we can have some of that money for ourselves directly by pulling our movies from Netflix and creating our own streaming platforms." Seems no, like a no brainer. None of this had to go this way, though. I mean, it seems like a no brainer in the same way that oh, you can add Disney Channel to your cable subscription for only five bucks more a month, and then we get right back to oh, well, you can also add AMC Plus for only five more bucks a month, and we get right back to this situation where we have eight or nine or more movie and television show streaming services, and if you if you want to actually watch the shows and movies that you want to watch, you have to sign up for all of them. I and think th- that people who live comfortably enough think that that's totally fine to waste their money on. You know what I mean? Like, It's not fine. It's stupid. It's, it's, yeah. it's a horrific waste of money. I know when I signed up for Disney Plus, which I only had it for like a month, and I was like, wow, this is boring. I watched, uh, I don't know. Anyways, it was only $4 a month, so I thought that was so cheap. It's like, it way undercutted the rest, so that way it seems like an addition. Was that the ads version that did not include Hulu? Oh, 
Yeah, I had ads. See, the ads version or the ad-free version that does that does include Hulu is like 17 bucks a month. And it's still cheaper than having them separate, right? Yeah, because Hulu was like $11. But this is like Hulu's years $11 ago. without ads. Hmm. With ads, I think it's also like $7.99 or something like that. But I then- have never paid for a streaming service. Not interested at all in doing that at okay, any point. Okay, yeah. I was about to say, you pay for Netflix, but you don't use it as a streaming nope, service. So. Yeah. I've, w- I've been sitting on uh, with this disc for, I don't know, when the, when the hell did we get this last disc? Three months Which ago or something? Which one is it? Cloud Atlas. Oh, yeah, yeah, like a month. Two or three months ago at this point. It's I, just like it's a three-hour movie. It's a, yeah, I, I've seen it once and I didn't get it and mm-hmm. I have no desire to watch it again. But, you know, I've paid for a lot of these streaming services. I've used a lot of free streaming services as well. I think the one I probably watch more than any other is YouTube because mm-hmm. I don't... Because if you have an ad blocker, you're not watching YouTube ads, and you can actually see people who care about content they're making instead of content that's been focus grouped to be as pristine and clean, mm-hmm. as inoffensive as possible. Wow, so if you pay for it, you can see different people you can't see if you're not paying? What? Sorry, if you if you pay for YouTube, you can see extra creators? No, I don't oh. think so. Uh, they do have... There is a YouTube... Red... YouTube TV is what I'm thinking of. Okay, yeah. They did have something at some point where you could pay for a YouTube subscription and then get exclusive access to content from probably existing creators that you already knew, but were only Mm -hmm. making things for that. I don't know if that still exists. I don't know if that was a major failure or if it's still going. I think you're right. They have something in addition to subscribing to someone now. It's you don't just yeah. You can be in their club. Yeah. I don't know if it's called a club, but what is that, Ian? I want to say it's joining the channel, but that doesn't seem right. Yeah, it is something like that. Ian, you know, with those people, uh, the half-baked people, what is that thing called? Uh, Becoming a member. That's member. it. Member. That is it, yeah. You're thinking of, well, they have that, out, that's outside of YouTube. That's something oh. they have on their own. Oh. You're thinking of Double Toasted? Oh, oh. Yeah. I thought it was part of YouTube because some people can be like, okay, we're doing this part. We're turning chat only to members only or whatever. Yeah, there is a members only YouTube part. YouTube Red. Okay, so YouTube Premium is the name now for what was originally called YouTube Red, which gives you ad-free access to content across the service. Okay, so yeah, okay, so it's like an ad for YouTube or and Premium Originals programming produced in collaboration with the site's creators. Okay, well you can't get that by installing AdBlock. You can get a lot of that by installing AdBlock. Well, you can you can get but, rid yeah. of the ads, yes. and that's the important thing because I tend to forget that YouTube even has ads, right? Because we because you run AdBlock. Yeah, yeah, and I've I've been running AdBlock Plus for such a long period of time that like if I pull up YouTube on my television, what the hell is this ad? Hmm. Yeah, there's also a cool app for Android phones. Unfortunately, iPhone users can't get it called New Pipe N E W P I P E. And so it knocks out the ads from your mobile device as well. Because if you play the YouTube app, you're going to see the ads on a mobile device. But if you use New Pipe, it knocks those things out. And it lets you download the videos if you want to or just download the audio track. And you can play the audio tracks in the background of your phone. So you don't have to actually have the damn video up on your phone. You can actually listen to the thing while you're doing whatever. Oh, that's a good feature. It's amazing. I have one, too, on my de-Googled phone. I'll be able to tell you what it's called in a second. Have you ever paid for a streaming service, Bonnie? Didn't you used to have Hulu? Oh yeah, I had Hulu oh, yeah, and Netflix Hulu, yeah. and Disney Plus, and oh, not for that long. Maybe Hulu and Netflix for like a year, and then Disney Plus for like a couple months, and I ran out of things I cared about on there. I like the option of being able to pay for an ad-free service. I think they probably are charging a bit too much 
per subscriber for it. Like, I don't think the difference between ad-free and with ads for Hulu should be $6 a month or $7 a month. I, I doubt they're making $6 a month by serving me a, a number of ads. But I bet $6 is worth it to a lot of people because... I mean, it is to me, if I get the option of being, and it's not YouTube, it's somewhere where I can just install an ad block and just make the ads go away, which it amazes me. YouTube knows that's happening, right? They They have to. They have to know. And they could prevent it if they wanted to. Hulu, Netflix, these, or maybe not Netflix because they've ever run ads, but Hulu. They're talking about it, though. They are. HBO Max and all of these others, uh, Tubi, they have found ways to circumvent ad blockers where your your video just won't play mm-hmm. if you have an ad blocker. You have to go in and disable it in order. Why? YouTube has never done that. So it, Yeah, it's interesting. It is interesting. But Netflix, as we've been alluding to and haven't yet gotten to, they're, they're down 35%, wiping out more than $50 billion off their market cap. And this is, as we calculated during the last break, because they lost 0.1%. Of their subscribers. They're well, down from like 220 million. They lost like 200,000. It's 220 million global subscribers. That's a lot of people. It it's is. almost half. There's another story I had here that breaks it down to US and Canada, and it's basically half of households. So one out of two households in the US and Canada have a Netflix subscription. And there's another 30 million households that are sharing passwords for them. So Netflix's uh, earnings report Tuesday evening showed that it lost subscribers for the first time in more than 10 years. The results and weak outlook led to a wave of downgrades from Wall Street on fears over the company's long-term <laughs> growth potential. Well, I mean, really, obviously there's 8 billion people in the world, but not all of them have internet access. Uh, some Such in- as Sarah. Well, she <laughs> could if she wanted to. There are some people in parts of Africa, for instance, that they would have to travel for many miles to get somewhere and then pay in advance for per gigabyte to get internet access. So a fair amount of people in poorer parts of the world don't even have access. But if they're at in the, the richest market in the world, the United States, the wealthiest market in the world, and they're already penetrated into half of households, they don't have that much more room to grow. That's true, right? and as you mentioned earlier, um, they used when they started their streaming service, they had something like a hundred thousand titles or something along those lines, or they had a hundred thousand. No, no, 000. that wasn't streaming. That was their uh, DVD service. And now they have less than four thousand titles available for streaming. That's what I'm. Wow, it does yeah. feel like that. There's every time I've ever wanted to watch something at somebody's house, I'm like, oh, let's see if they have this. It, it always seems like the first couple movies, my first choices are not on Netflix. That is the case. Hmm. Netflix, uh, they are the worst performing stock of 2022. I've got wow. bad news for people. 2022, it, we just, just getting the started. second quarter, man. Yeah. <laughs> but they are down 62.5% year to date. So they are not doing well. And you got to remember, a lot of that was during COVID of last year, where you would expect streaming services to be on, they to went be on their way up, right? Yeah. Wow. So they didn't go up during COVID? They, I'm pretty sure they did. Well, So maybe this is just them... Getting back to normal equilibrium. So I mean, all they up. lost was two hundred thousand subscribers. But the thing is, people are freaking out, and they sell. They sold the stock, and then other people saw the stock being sold, so they sold the stock. Right? Like it's a race to the bottom. Yeah, but they do have a valid point that long term, I don't see Netflix's business plan working out. They they put it all on Netflix Originals, right? Mm-hmm. That was how they were going to save themselves. But I don't think that many people care about them. Mm. I, I don't keep my Netflix account open for Netflix Originals. 
603-283-6160. I can't even name an original. It's Free Talk Live, and you can join us, 603-283-6160. We're talking about the the steps that have led to Netflix's downfall. A lot of them, sadly, were beyond Netflix's control. Like, they couldn't do anything about HBO and, and Cinemax and Stars and all of these other streaming services coming into existence because they wanted, they weren't happy with the one cent per streaming view they got from Netflix or whatever. They wanted that money for themselves because they could get more money if they opened their own streaming service. If Instead of getting one cent every time an HBO movie was played on Netflix. And then there's Amazon Prime. and More oh, yeah. streaming services are constantly coming to me as I have this insane conversation. It's crazy to me that SpongeBob is only on Amazon Prime. Like SpongeBob should definitely be on... Netflix or Hulu. There isn't a Nickelodeon streaming service? Maybe there is. I I never got that one if there is one. Maybe that's why it's not on Netflix or Hulu. That used to blow my mind. I can get it on Netflix DVD. You can get what? SpongeBob. SpongeBob. The movie? SpongeBob SquarePants from the year 2008 season. SpongeBob movie. Sponge on the Run from 2021. So only one season? Uh, I, I mean, I'm just looking here. There's a ton of DVDs here. I'm just, I can't right. read them all to you. There's a ton of SpongeBob on. That's Ian didn't watch surprising. SpongeBob until I showed him the first season. I I watched SpongeBob with my nephew when he was growing up, but it was not my thing. What? SpongeBob is the best show that anybody ever <laughs> conceived of. I I I feel like I've seen better. But let's go to the phones. We it's have no Ren and Stimpy. It's way That's better true. than Ren and Stimpy. No, no, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. Ren and Stimpy's better than SpongeBob. Jack from Ocean Shores, which is better, SpongeBob <laughs> or Ren and Stimpy? Uh, stoned, it is SpongeBob. No, ridiculously entertaining. It always it's entertaining. SpongeBob is yeah. so good and lovable and amazing. There's so many adult jokes. Yeah, it gets better it. the older you get. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how so, true that is because I remember when Adult Swim oh, made gay. this great big I, thing. I, I'm a gay man. He's gay for sure. He, <laughs> I, I always thought he was gay too. Well, who's gay? SpongeBob. And the guy that runs the hamburger place. I mean, <laughs> for heaven's sakes. You know, anyway. Um, I was going to comment. You guys know about uh, the Netflix show that came out last couple days. Uh, he's expecting. And you know about the Elon Musk tweet. That down Netflix today. Hold on, what? No, what I, what? I have no idea. I know all of those are words. No, you can Google all this stuff. Uh, there's a show on Netflix called "He's Expecting." It's a Japanese Netflix show. It's a, a woman, you know, wrapping her arms around the man's belly. He's in the front, pregnant. Oh, he is expecting. Serious. I've seen the image on social media. I didn't know if it, I didn't yeah, know it was real. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's Japanese, though. I mean, we. First of all, nothing the Japanese produce when it comes to entertainment television should be counted as anything except the Japanese being eccentric when it comes to television. Well, I think the reason why this is getting spread around, the the reason why this is getting spread around is because it's evidence of Netflix gone woke, you know, total wokeism, a, a, a series about a man who's pregnant, right? At the same time, I think Apple just put out a new icon for the iPhone with a man who's pregnant as their little 
you know, the little emojis. So and that's what Elon Musk said. Uh, I mean, I know that, but the Japanese also once produced, and I was trying to find the name of it. They once produced a television show where they just kept this dude it locked in an apartment, largely against his will, for a number of months until he. I think he ultimately went crazy, and that was just oh this thing, this reality TV show that was Japanese people COVID? watched. Was this pre-COVID? Well, you can buy you can buy a yes. pair of panties in a concession stand in in Japan, but it isn't on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. So, what did Netflix. Elon Musk say? Elon, his exact thing was: you can look it up and verify me. Uh, was wokeism is um, a disease in the brain? Mm-hmm. This is what tumbled uh, Netflix today, um, and it's unwatchable. That's verbatim. I'm almost verbatim. You can look that up very easily. Um, and that's the show that I was talking about was called Nasube, apparently, and uh, it ran for about four years from 1998 <laughs> to 2002. The same guy? That's like the Truman Show. Yeah, uh, he started with nothing. He was cut off from outside communication and broadcasting and had nothing to keep him company except the magazines he, could, he combed through for sweepstakes entry forms. After 335 days to reach his target, they, they he got some sort of it. Go, it goes on a bit about just how bad of an idea this ultimately was, and this was just yet mm. another Japanese television show. Look, if this is proof was of it Netflix, on Netflix yeah, was it on Netflix? Stop That's asking that. It doesn't. Netflix. No one cares. Who watches Netflix? They have four thousand titles now. They're irrelevant as far as a company goes. Sure, people is still, Netflix Christian or something? They still have two hundred no. million subscribers. Certainly, how many are they going to have a few years from now? How many of those are people like me who just haven't bothered to cancel their Netflix account? There, there's a reason that these people are selling off Netflix. You ask, but was it on Netflix? Like, that's some great big thing. I would be far more impressed if it was on Amazon Prime or Hulu or HBO Max or just Amazon about anyone Prime. else except Netflix. But even so... Amazon Prime is the best. Is, when Netflix... Net, or SpongeBob. When Netflix does a series called The Squid Game that's about people competing in a capitalist society for scraps and, yeah. and meals or whatever, are the, are, are the, will you let me finish a question? Are oh, they are, are they suddenly advocating for you know a world of Mad Max and the Road Warrior because they have this game show that's about <laughs> that? No, but I'm talking about he's expecting not the game show that's not on Netflix. So I'm confused. Squid Game Squid is game absolutely was. on Netflix. Oh, Squid Games is. It's an absolutely wonderful show, by the way. I loved it. Yeah, but it's not evidence that Netflix is supporting that worldview, is it? It's not. It, no, I'm, no, all I'm saying is Elon Musk did a text today and or yesterday. And yes, Elon that. Musk, the transphobic <laughs> person, tweeted on Twitter as he does. Or he is probably uh, what do they call that trolling? I don't think he is. I think he just likes. Being he does rich. a lot of trolling. Yeah, I don't think he's actually yeah. transphobic either. But he 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 wants to be. He's an edge lord. That that would have been a better way. Well, of he's been it. criticizing wokeism for quite a while. I mean, that's there's nothing new. Well, that's about what that. edge lords do, though. Well, and he's not wrong. Well, so to criticize. You guys, you guys have been criticizing it too because it's nonsense, just like capitalism. I am absolutely an edge lord, though. <laughs> I mean, I ran for a sheriff as an anarchist, tranny satanist man. Well, well it is certainly have, true that I would have voted for you, Arya. Makes you feel any better. Thanks, Chuck. Uh, it is certainly yeah. true that uh, you know people in Hollywood promote hard leftist viewpoints such as being anti-capitalism while at the same time making tons of money off of doing that right so they're doing capitalism while also hating on capitalism 
Absolutely. Well, that's what yeah, Sarah wow. is done doing as well with her whatever her, that multi level marketing thing that sure. she's doing. She's she's trying to at least. Yeah. Anything else, Jack? Um, can I tell you what show you guys remind me of? That's real popular. It's the Gutfeld Show, and I'm not a Never huge fan. I don't watch any news. It's a Fox News late time. It's number one in late time. And that doesn't it mean it's really popular. It's the number one watched. Show. Almost no one watches cable television. Field, like. Fields of guts. It sounds like it, yeah. Uh, no, almost no nothing. one watches cable news. I'm not saying that we're more popular than they are. We're no, we're nothing by comparison, I'm sure, to anything on cable news. But cable news is dying, and being number one there is not that impressive. No, yeah, I mean that's being number one among bunch of among a bunch of nurse, nursing home and geriatric patients for the most part. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you want to weigh in, there's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and you can join us, 603-283-6160, if you'd like to weigh in. We're talking about streaming services here, so I'd be sort of remiss if I didn't mention Odyssey, which is the video streaming service that we're on, that we prefer. We're on a a number of video streaming services, and, you know, these, these social media streaming services, I don't know what the term would be for them, but it's more like user generated content services, I guess. Mm-hmm. There, there's a fundamental difference between like YouTube and Netflix and Twitch. Do other yeah. social media platforms have those or well, just YouTube? Well, they're all sort of user created content. Like Twitter doesn't create any content, Facebook doesn't create any content. It's all user generated. Mm hmm. So maybe maybe that's the distinction, but Odyssey, if you're sick of getting censored on YouTube or Twitch or wherever, or DLive, check out Odyssey. You can find our channel there at video.freetalklive.com. That'll take you directly to it. And there, as long as you're not, you know, putting up pornography or whatever, you can pretty much do whatever you want and they're not going to censor you. Odyssey does have the ability to censor you, but they, they tend to have a very light touch and they don't censor people over political opinions or saying things that just happen to be unpopular. Check them out. Our channel is video.freetalklive.com. More than a million channels have been created over at Odyssey of people who are just sick of getting censored by YouTube. Because, I mean, that's something... It's We're going on a record for the last several years, I think, of how long we've been on YouTube without getting <laughs> yeah, know, a strike. I thought it was funny today. I was in the kitchen and LRN was playing in the radio in my kitchen. And I heard the commercial where Ian says... We have two strikes on YouTube, and we could be taken down at any moment. I was like, "Wow, I've been hearing that for two years." Now that I think about it, we probably well, we have been taken down. Multiple oh times. yeah, we got taken down temporarily during that time. That's true. Multiple times temporarily. We probably do still have two. No, well, we wouldn't be streaming if we were still at two strikes. Yeah. So we're back down to one, mm. presumably. Yeah. Whenever we're at two strikes, we just <laughs> wait until we get down to one. That way, if we get another strike, we can stop streaming and then come back later after a couple months or whatever. It's stupid that we even have to do that, man. But that's that's some people still watch us there for whatever reason. Y'all haven't made the trip over to uh, to Odyssey, but they absolutely should because people will destroy them when they say dumb things about cryptocurrency on Odyssey. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, we don't want those idiots coming to watch us. (laughs) Those are the only people watching us on YouTube. I think they do. Whenever we get banned on YouTube, they all jump over to Odyssey. That's true. I mean, at least the ones commenting are all trolls that hate cryptocurrency. Let's go to the phones. We have Law Dog who is calling. Law Dog, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. Hunter Biden immunity. Uh, 
he was asking for help and trying to save his life. Uh, I, I, that's the only reason I can think of that he dropped that laptop off there and never returned to, uh, to pick it back up. And uh, it's if, possible he uh, dropped the laptop off, but he was so high he forgot where he dropped it. That's off. what I was going to suggest. This is a dude who was notoriously on crack and crystal meth. The, yeah. the odds of him even remembering the place that he dropped this laptop off seem pretty low. Was it a repair shop? Wasn't it a repair shop where he dropped it off? It wasn't a pawn shop, right? I think it was a repair shop. It was a repair shop. Yeah, okay. If he never returned to pick it up, maybe it was because he was afraid that would be admitting it was his and he was hoping it well, could be that but i mean they, they could have give go- him a name when he dropped it off hmm. i mean i, I don't know the story so occam's razor suggests that the simplest answer all things being equal is usually the correct one and the simplest answer is that this is a dude who was on crack mm-hmm. and crystal meth dropping off a laptop for who for whom money was no object right. probably just went i don't remember the name of the shop i'll just buy, just a, buy new a new laptop, laptop. Hmm. yeah I don't think Law Dog is still with us anymore. But other than that, I don't know anything about hmm. immunity or Hunter Biden. And a cry. he seems to be taking the perspective that Hunter Biden, this was a cry for help. He knew that it would come out, and you know, people people would save his life. They'd be like, "Hey, no, you need to check yourself in the rehab." We don't know because we lost him, but that seems to be what he was getting at. Because I haven't heard anything about immunity or you know his life being in danger or anything like that but it wasn't just him doing crack it was according to kim.com things that are so disturbing that his people going over it have to like uh keep quitting or, or quitting or taking breaks because it's so disturbing what he's doing to little kids and stuff like that so i don't see somebody being like yeah i'm just gonna let this go public so hopefully somebody will give me help it'd be one thing if it was just him doing crack apparently it's him being a pedophile I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, his dad is pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Joe Biden is a pedophile, but I'm sure saying it looks like it. The it dude seems sniffs like little kids mm-hmm. like he's on video. Something's wrong there. <laughs> Groping and right. sniffing a weird amount of kids. It's yeah. not just like a coincidence. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Sniffing, and the groping. Yeah, that's true. Sniffing one kid is weird. Mm-hmm. Sniffing multiple kids. That's a habit. <laughs> And that's a bad habit mm-hmm. for the president of the United States. When you to know have. there's cameras everywhere too, it's like you can't stop yourself. Well, that just shows you how brazen this man is. Mm-hmm. He knows that he is so protected that he can get away with literally feeling up children and sniffing them while being watched. I can't believe that we're having this conversation. It's just every time it comes up, it just amazes me. That the American people are so desensitized. They knew this crap when they elected him. Well, like my grandma, who's a hardcore Democrat in California, said, "We he's not our first option, but we have to get rid of Trump. <laughs> I, I, you show me a video of Donald Trump sniffing little kids, and, and I will give you that one. I was like, all right, mm. you know, all things being equal, they're, they're both sniffing kids. Sure, Biden is probably a little bit less likely to go crazy than Donald Trump. And that's because Biden is already crazy. He's yeah. already senile and he's senile and sort of the harmless old man. It's like a, he's crazy in the way of you have to make sure he didn't walk into the grocery store and, you know, use the bathroom everywhere because he <laughs> he thought he was at home in his mansion in the restroom. Mm. Right. He's the kind of harmless crazy. Hopefully like, he's harmless. Yeah. He's walking through the through the 
through the garden asking, you know, wow, this is the Amazon forest is the Amazon rainforest is small this year or whatever. That kind of crazy. <laughs> hopefully, Trump, hopefully it's just that. And I don't think Trump was even that crazy. But, you know, if he's out there sniffing kids, OK, I don't want that as president, whether it's Biden or Trump. But Trump, at least wasn't wandering around confused and shaking hands shaking with hands the with air. The air. <laughs> Dude, that was, was that was so sad, though. And he wants to run for another term now. Yeah, I thought that was really sad, too, but nobody, our co-host, nobody pointed out to me, it would be a lot less sad if he wasn't such a horrible person. That's and a great, great yeah, point. He's been a horrible person his whole life, um, and I don't really care if he goes senile and dies. See, I don't think we He's should lose. He is already seen. I don't think we should lose our humanity in the process, though. I, I, I hope I never lose the ability to to sympathize and you know empathize with one of these people, regardless of what evil things they've done. They they could still be forgiven, mm. and they're still a human being, just a horrible human being. So I, 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 I was still laugh. Don't get me wrong, I laughed. <laughs> When I saw the Biden thing, but part of me was like, that's so sad. Yeah, so, I, I feel the same way. That, that's about the only perspective I can really take with is that, yes, I, I, I feel bad for him on a human level. But at the same time, I can still laugh about it because it is really funny. And the Easter bunny thing. Did you see that? No, one? I didn't see that. I heard of something. That was hilarious. It. Ian made me aware of this one. There's two different videos of it uh, from different perspectives. And you can find it. It's not hard of. Joe Biden is mumbling about Pakistan and Afghanistan, probably doesn't know the difference between the two places, right? They're just, it stands in his mind. So he's babbling some some statement about how Afghanistan deserves freedom. Well, Pakistan deserves freedom. It's really hard to hear. And the next thing you know, here, and you would think I, you would think I was making this up if we hadn't all gone through the last few years together, a giant Easter bunny approaches waving their hands around to get his attention, puts themselves between Joe Biden and the reporter and sort of escorts him away. <laughs> and he looks really like confused <laughs> as it's going on. I would be confused too if I was talking to a reporter and here comes an Easter bunny to take me away to the land of spells and fairies. Well, he or was whatever. at the Easter rolling event. Or yeah, whatever. but why was it the Easter bunny's job? <laughs> Instead of like some person in a suit. It's his handler. It is a person in a suit. Because the Easter Bunny was the least crazy person there, presumably. It's his handler. There was just such a good distraction to get people to stop worrying about what he was doing. It was all really bizarre. If you haven't seen the video, look it up on Google. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Going into the final segment here tonight, there's still time if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. But with you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Bonnie. And we've been talking about Netflix here, just the general decline of Netflix. And, you know, I don't think that Netflix is going to die. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, there's still a blockbuster. There, there's still, I think, a few Kmarts. A blockbuster. There, Three Kmarts. But they're still there, right? But they're you're they're talking a about... shadow of their former self, but they're still there. Yeah. But... They still exist. <laughs> there's still Radio Shack. True. There's actually more Radio Shacks than there are Kmarts. But, uh, I mean, you're talking about an old 
model compared to a new model? I mean, the old model being these old physical locations that people walk into. Video stores are dying off. Family Video, which is the uh, video uh, chain that had over 700 retail locations, mostly, I think, in like Wisconsin, Michigan, that kind of area uh, of the country. Family Video closed all of their stores, I believe, in 2021 during the quote-unquote pandemic. And this was after them being lauded for being still amazingly in business just a couple of years prior to that. I remember reading a story in detail about family videos. So they were the largest remaining video chain in the United States. And there may be a scatter of little one-off local video stores that still exist. But that's a model that is that is definitely on its way out. Uh, well, see, I think Netflix is on its way out as well. Because you, you said that Netflix is like a new model of doing business. It was. But then the yeah. old model came in and said, no, we're going to go back to doing it this way. We're going to have all of these different places that you have to go to in order to get your movies. What you're saying there is that because of intellectual property law... That yes. all the companies that were the creators of some of this product, you mentioned Paramount, there's, what is it, HBO NBC, Max. H- HBO, these people, they've all launched competitors to Netflix. So Netflix had it e- on easy street for a little while where they were the big kid on the block and they were the top dog and they are still probably the top dog. I don't know, you know, how many subscribers does Hulu have? How many subscribers? It would be interesting to see a breakdown that, that of, would be interesting. Of, uh, of who's got what. But these other companies are coming in and they're starting to eat Netflix's lunch and they're starting to, uh, you know, to take away some subscribers. Of course, as you pointed out, Ari, I think it was on the air yesterday, uh, you said that you subscribe to $60 worth of different subscriptions. You got a handful of different places that you're buying and that used Dang. to be... Hmm? I said, dang. Yeah. And that used to be the, 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 the price you'd pay for a low tier cable system package. Interesting. So that's your point, I do have right? the top 12 uh, streaming platforms here, and I'm curious how many of these I'm subscribed to. I have Netflix. And when was this published? Just curious. Does it say? Uh, I'm sure it all does if I go all the way back up. I scroll down to see who was the number one. Uh, November of 2021, so it's okay, not very fairly old. recent. Within the last six months or so. Number one, of course, is Netflix at 213.5 million. So, they claim it 220 million now. So it's yeah, so they actually that. have more subscribers now than they did back when this was released. Number two would be Amazon Prime Video. Okay. I'm also subscribed to them. 175 million, I think it said. Yes. Okay. Number three is Crunchyroll, which is just anime, anime only. Yes. Oh yeah. I, I didn't know they had a premium plan, but mm-hmm. evidently they do. But only five million users are paying the premium plan. So. Oh wow. So I don't know if you can factor that in or not. But it said 120 million users. Wow. Yes. Wow. Next is Disney with 108 Disney Plus with 118 now, million. Didn't they just launch within the last two years, one or two years? They did. But Disney has such an unfair advantage as far as their intellectual property goes. Mm-hmm. And they've got Marvel. They've yep. got Star Wars. Fox. They they've got all of the Disney movies. They've got Pixar. They've got everything mm-hmm. people would want to see. Plus Fox. Yes, yep. the Simpsons and all of that great stuff. So they haven't enormously unfair advantage once they launched their platform they should have immediately left netflix in the dust and 118 million is not bad launch date was november of 2019 hmm. so about so two not, and a half years not quite three yeah oh wow number five is peacock i have never That's used NBC, them right? that is i don't know but they it, have like I think so. tv yeah. shows like they have this weird thing where you can watch all day, they will be streaming little clips of shows all day. Or you can watch. wait till a certain time to watch a full show. 
That sounds really annoying. Yeah, it, it was annoying. After Disney Plus, the numbers plummet. Like mm-hmm. Disney Plus is sitting there at 118 million. At number four, the number fifth streaming service, Peacock, is 54 million. Wow. Okay. So number six, HBO Max, 45 million. I do have that one. And that one's actually pretty good. Hulu, surprisingly, this low on the list, 42.8 million. Interesting. Wow. And that's surprising because Hulu does have a, f- a fair number of shows that I South prefer Park. watching. I would always keep them because they had South Park, Dexter's Laboratory, Powerpuff Girls. They have South Park as well as uh, Rick and Morty. I would assume mm. that alone would have put them yeah. higher. Now, do they have a free tier on Hulu is or is it a pay only? Ooh, that's a good question. I know they have free tier. I don't think they have a free. I think it's like okay. $6 or $11. Like yeah, They have an ad supported tier. Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, $19 million. Never used that's it. That's nothing. Yeah. Discovery Plus. I don't even know. I, th- I think this- that's owned by Disney, isn't it? Discovery. Yeah, I thought they merged into... Disney Plus. I don't know. No, Hulu, nope. I think, is who I think they merged into. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's owned by Warner Brothers. Hmm. Either way, that should have never been its own streaming service. Same for ESPN Plus. I, I could see why... Well, why the, not? The sports people need their streaming things, too, right? I guess, but it'd have to be separate. Shudder. Uh, one million. I'm shocked. Shutter is on this list. I didn't it's think anyone else yeah. oh, yeah. even knew about this. Scary one. Yeah, I've yeah. I've only heard of it because I used to watch true crime YouTubers, and they would sometimes get sponsored by Shutter. Mm-hmm. They did get swallowed up by AMC. Shutter is no longer its mm-hmm. own streaming service. It's part mm-hmm. of Amazon Prime. Oh well, wow! So if you have Amazon Prime Video, you automatically have mm-hmm. Shutter as well now. So that's the difference that six months can make in this industry. Number 12 is Paramount Plus, which I think merged with another one of these as well, Hmm. which is a good idea, right? At least for me as a consumer to have more of these merging. Unfortunately, when they do that, the price also goes up. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you get the top 10 of these things, you're probably paying over a hundred bucks a month, right? For probably shutter. Well, shutter isn't top 10, but shutter is free and there Hmm. are, you know, free alternatives. ESPN plus maybe has a free platform. I have no idea. Discovery seems like the kind of thing that would be free or at least have an ad supported version. And he, the fact that there are 12 million, I mean, that there are 12 of these streaming services to even be ranked in the first place is kind of uh, highlighting the problem that we're talking about, which is that there are Boomerang too many of these one. things. I got the Boomerang one one time. I'm showing my affinity for cartoons on here. That's what I was about to ask. Was it Boomerang? They were like a competitor to Cartoon Network, right? Uh. It would come on late at night during ca- Cartoon Network sometimes, kind of like, I think they were like sister companies or something. Hanna-Barbera owns it, I think. So yeah, it would be like sometimes late at night, a, a Scooby-Doo would come on, like an old one from Boomerang, stuff like that. I feel you, I love cartoons as well. I mean, most of what I watch is going to be a cartoon, but it's going to mm-hmm. be stuff that was designed for adults, like mm-hmm. Aqua Teen Hunger Force or something along those lines. I like King of the Hill as far as adult ones and bob's burgers i never got into bob's burgers but i did like king of the hill i mean that that was a that was a classic right king of the hill. that was mike judge same guy mm-hmm. who made beavis and butthead mm, yeah yeah i've he never did. seen beavis and butthead but i have wow. always wanted to i just never think about it there is an early prototype of hank hill in a lot of beavis mm. and butthead's episodes our neighbor i've yeah. seen that i've seen like clips of him it's really funny it's the same voice yeah, yeah. It's the same guy and he made mark his way into do america which who? do america beavis and butthead do america if you're oh. ever going to watch like one beavis and butthead thing that would be the one thing to watch hmm. is their movie do america i think there was another movie they did recently 
or a reboot of the show. I don't remember now because so many things are being rebooted. I love Aqua Teen Hunger Force. It's now being rebooted. They're also doing some Aqua Teen Hunger Force shorts thing where or sideshows thing. I, I don't know and I don't care. I don't even want the show to be rebooted. They're rebooting Futurama again. Mm. Every time they've done this, it's, this isn't a family guy that was canceled twice and the third time they're like, okay, yeah, this is tremendously successful. We need to stop canceling this. No. Every time Futurama has been canceled, it did a little bit worse than mm. it did the time before. That's weird, too, because Futurama came out, or the creators of Futurama came out with this show called Disenchanted, which was really good. I only saw the first season. That's a Netflix original, isn't it? I think I I've thought seen it was the it Futurama around. people. Maybe I know, I know, but they. Oh it, yeah, maybe they did it with Netflix. Yeah, it was on Netflix that I watched okay. it, so probably it was well, really, really, really good. One of the reasons why Netflix started going to these originals is because they started losing the deals, right. the licensing deals. There's a statistic here from PasteMagazine.com uh, that their their streaming library shrunk forty percent since 2014, where they had 6,494 titles in 2014 to less than 3,800 titles as of 2021 when this article was written. And they're only going to continue losing them as these leases expire and Disney and all of these other companies say, no, we don't see any point in allowing you to continue streaming this show or this movie or whatever. It'll be interesting to see what happens next. I predict a rise in torrenting again, or I don't even know if the world, I don't know what I predict. I would guess torrenting, but I don't think that's right. But we're out of time for tonight. Join us in the meantime on our social media site at social.freetalklive. Insight Daily Radio. Conversations with today's most interesting artists and creators. Author, humorist, and radio personality Garrison Keillor has been a fixture in popular culture since the 1970s with more than 30 best-selling books and his Prairie Home Companion radio program. And he has a new book entitled Boomtown, a Lake Wobegon novel. We caught up with Garrison to chat about his new book and the creative journey that continues to bring Lake Wobegon to life. My wife is astonished at things I do not remember. But what I do remember, I do, I do remember. I remember many things about childhood because they're things that, that don't exist anymore for most children. And I feel grateful for them. That's author and humorist Garrison Keillor, whose new book, Boomtown, a Lake Wobegon novel, has just been released and is now available wherever books are sold. See Garrison Keeler live on stage May 2nd at Red Rocks Amphitheater. Keeler will be joined by iconic artists including country music star Brad Paisley, soprano Ellie Dean, Elvin Bishop's Big Fun Trio, vocalist Heather Massey, and many more. Enjoy a live show filled with Lake Wobegon stories, humor, music, and audience sing-alongs. Red Rocks Amphitheater, May 2nd. Reserve your seat today.